Hello, Courier Nation. Welcome to the Deliver on Your Business podcast, where you are the boss. Each week, we talk about how to make the most of your business as an independent contractor, as a courier delivering for gig economy apps like Grubhub, DoorDash, Postmates, Uber Eats, and so many others. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back one more week for the uh, Deliver on Your Business podcast. I'm glad to have you back once again. I'm excited about this week's episode. Got a nice interview here that I really enjoyed doing. I, last week, I started something a little different, just kind of touching on some things at the beginning of the episode that uh, relate to what's going on in the delivery world. And uh, so a couple things today that uh, relate to what we talked about last week. Uh, as I mentioned last week, there's a couple of programs out there for assistance that delivery drivers can take advantage of uh, based on this whole pandemic assistance and everything. The first one, I would just say that ship has probably sailed here. The uh, Paycheck Protection Program, or PPP, uh, deadline is today, June 30th, but so far all of the places that I've seen have already stopped taking applications because they want to make sure that they've got enough time to get the applications processed by the end of the day. So that one may no longer be available. Maybe your local bank might have it. Uh, you want to uh, check like real quick because probably by the time this goes live, we're almost at the end of the day. So uh, the other one is the Economic Injury Disaster Loan or the EIDL. And that does include like a, uh, a $1,000 grant uh, if, if you complete the application right. I've got a uh, post up on the website. I'll put a link in the show notes where you can um, get information on how to fill that application out. It's not a real difficult application. It's a little tricky because there's a couple places where it's asking for your business name, and a lot of people are tempted to put in the name like Grubhub or DoorDash. Don't do that. Just put your name down. Anyway, you can see a little more detail in that article. So if you are looking at applying on that one, you can go check out that article. The other thing that I mentioned last week, I said, go listen to Mike Delivers. Well, that's that's kind of why I'm excited about today's episode, because uh, Mike Biseglia from Mike Delivers has uh, joined us this week to talk a little bit about that. So at this point, I'm just going to uh, turn it over to the interview that we had here. Well, Courier Nation... I mentioned last week that I'm coming up on my one-year anniversary, and July 1st, we launched the Deliver on Your Business podcast. I said, what should we do for a celebration? And I'm kind of looking forward to this because I think just having the guests we've got on today is, is a good way to celebrate. Now, a while back, uh, I had uh, Brian, who's on the uh, UDM YouTube channel, on as a guest. And one thing I always enjoyed about Brian was he's always got this tagline that he starts at the beginning of his his episodes about, you know, if you love what you do and, or if you do what you love and love what you do. And, uh, I've always liked that. I, that that's always been just fun. And, and I think, you know, because my podcast is so much about business and everything like that, that's sometimes easy to forget, but I think that's one of the most important business approaches you can have is just do something you enjoy doing. Mm. And, uh, as an outsider, I think it'd be real easy for me to look at delivery and say, yeah, there's, there's no way you can love doing that. <laughs> it just doesn't always look like the most attractive kind of thing. And I don't know how much I, I love the heck out of it, but I don't know how much of it is that it's that enjoyable or, and how much of it is that you just make a choice to enjoy what you're doing. 
and uh, kind of going into this, uh, here, there's there's a few guys on Twitter that that I like to follow, and sometimes we'll get into discussions about things. And one of them, one day, uh, Ricky, who he goes by Food Delivery Champ, he posted something on there. Hey, I'm about to listen to Mike Delivers podcast, and I was like, Wait, what? There's another food delivery podcast out there. I must crush them because here's, you know, the, the, the thing about uh, I love about doing delivery is podcasts. And I took some time off there for a little while during the pandemic. And I was going nuts during that time because it just wasn't as natural to kick on a podcast as it is when I'm out driving around. And mm. you can play them at home, but it's not the same thing. And but when I got started, before I started, I had searched all over actually trying to find any podcasts about delivery, even episodes about delivery or something, because uh, I'm pulling up all sorts of stuff about how to do websites and different things like that. There's there's a couple of gig economy ones out there. And every once in a while, like the rideshare guy, I'll talk about delivery. But I don't know. I, I just realized, hey, there's no competition out there to start a podcast in this area. And folks, the best way to be the number one podcast in your field is to be the only one in your field, you know? So here I am. But then I get this revelation that there's another delivery podcast out there and it's kind of troublesome. And, and, and the part that made it worse was I liked it. <laughs> Probably even liked it better than my own. So, you know, how can you hate a guy that you enjoy listening to? But uh, I took some comfort in the fact that, Hey, we're doing, we're doing some different things here. Mine, mine is focusing on business and deliver the business of delivery and Mike, with Mike Delivers, he kind of really gets into a lot of the entertaining aspects and everything. He's a great storyteller. He gets into the food itself. So I don't feel like he's competition at all. Or maybe I tell him, tell myself that because if he was, then uh, I'd have my butt handed to me pretty quickly. Because I don't know, if, it, if, if it's entertainment versus business, I think entertainment's probably going to win every time. But anyway, that's a long intro, folks. But uh, here's where I'm going. It, uh, it goes back to what I said to begin with about love what you do and do what you love. And that's, I think what I really enjoy about Mike's podcast is you just really get into just the enjoyment of, of, of the experience. Mm -hmm. At least that's what I take away from it. And, um, you know, I think the reason I've been able to stay at doing this delivery thing for a couple of years and probably even what got me into doing a website and stuff like that is I just enjoy it. And, uh, uh, do you hear the dogs barking a whole lot in the background there? I don't know if it's coming through much. <laughs> I, I do not hear the dogs barking in the background. I actually have my cat in the background, so he's, he does, he's not making any noise. He is completely passed out, so he's not going to say anything. That I promise. That's, that's always easier that way, huh? So, okay, I think we're probably okay to keep going then. And uh, that's, that's one of the challenges of doing a podcast, I guess. But, you know... The thing about delivery is, I don't know, is it, it whether it's fun by nature or it's fun because you focus on the fun part of it and maybe a bit of both. But I think that's why I really have enjoyed Mike's podcast since finding it. I think he captures a lot of the humor. He captures the entertainment and just, I don't know, some of the fun stuff. So it is really an honor to have Mike Biseglia from the Mike Delivers podcast on today. Mike, welcome. Thank you so much. I appreciate the kind words and, and thanks for having me on the podcast. I I, uh, I love what you said in your introduction. And yeah, I, I love doing this. I love the stories that come from this. And I find it really weirdly therapeutic being on the road. So the stories uh, that, that, you know, I just take a couple notes when I'm on the road. And I, I've had I've had a blast doing some delivery the last year. 
yeah, it has been, it's, it, uh, you, there's, there's times it can wear on you a little bit, but I think mm-hmm. sometimes it's if you let it wear on you. And uh, a long time ago, I, I decided to quit stressing about things like tips and stuff like that because mm. it's just, it wasn't worth what it did right. to my day. Yeah. And is, uh, I think the intro in your last episode, Andrew Bogus, he, he put that line in there. He says about makes total sense that you're delivering food, but it makes less sense that you're doing a podcast about it. <laughs> I, I, that was fun. I, I enjoy your, your uh, intros that you have people do for you, but I don't know. It seems like a natural fit to me, but tell me about how you got into, uh, how, how'd you get into delivery and, 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 uh, what got you started with doing the podcast? Yeah, absolutely. So about a year ago now, so I would say mm, probably about 14 months ago now, I was producing the morning show for CBS sports radio and I would be done around 11 o'clock every day at 11 a.m. So I get back in the car, go home from New York City to New Jersey, 1130 to noon every day I'm home. And granted, I'm getting up at three in the morning, so it's early, but I had the full day free. And my wife was like, you need something to do. You're bored. And I'm one of these people like I needed something to do. So she recommended, why don't we do Uber Eats? I was like, ah, I don't know if I want to do Uber Eats. I, I can't. Uh, I don't know if I want to do Uber Eats. But she said, you know, you, you have the flexibility. If you want to do it, you can, you can go on the road. If one day you're busy with other stuff, you don't have to do it. I said, okay, I'll give it a shot. And three deliveries later, first day doing it, I fell in love with it. I was having so much fun. I enjoyed the idea of what I put out there on the road. Granted, there's a lot of variables, but I could make more money if I spent more time on the road. And that wasn't something I was used to as a salaried employee, which isn't a bad thing. It's a great thing to have that comfort. But at the same time, I was like, this is exciting. I do a good job. I can make more money. I do a bad job. I make less. And there's some incentive to be on the road. And then I did it for a couple months and I was sharing stories with people Oh, this happened on the road. Uh, I had this happen on the road. This guy came out in his underwear and I was wearing the same underwear as him. I was like, oh my God, we have the same underwear on. And then I realized I always wanted to do a podcast, but I I just didn't know what my platform was. And I said, you know what? I'm going to share my stories from the road. And that's kind of the evolution of the podcast. And then it's evolved from there where my wife and I do food reviews on Uber Eats orders delivered to us and then try to interview some people uh, about food delivery. And it, it actually, initially, the podcast was called Basketball Drives because I wanted to talk about basketball. And then I realized I didn't really even care to talk about basketball. That was boring. Anybody can have an opinion on who's going to win in the NBA playoffs. Who cares? I want to talk about what I see on the road as a food delivery driver in northern New Jersey. And that's kind of the, the, the spark of it. And, and the year later, here we are. Yeah, I, I went back, listened to some of the earlier ones, and I kind of got that sense that it was like, okay, yeah, basketball, basketball. Oh, now on to food delivery. <laughs> and it just, uh, you could almost just kind of see that drawing you more into what's going on with that. Now, you focus a lot on Uber Eats. Have you, have you done any deliveries with any of the other platforms or anything? Good question. I have not. And I originally wanted to sign up for another platform. I believe it was DoorDash. I can't remember now off the top of my head, but I could not get into it. It was almost locked out and there was, um, there just was too many drivers, I guess, in the area. So then I went to Uber Eats and I have not tried another one. I do want to try it though for the podcast because I think it would be interesting to talk about using another platform because uh, I'm just so now used to 
everything that Uber Eats has done, but I have never used another platform. I'm like a little nervous to even try it. I'm sure I'd be fine once I got going, but I'm still a little anxious. Like, do I, do I click left? Do I click right? How's this going to yeah. work? Am I going to figure this out? Because I do remember the the first order I did for Uber Eats. I, I had no idea what I was doing and it was a little intimidating. Uh, I'm sure I'd be fine now, but no, to answer your question, I have only done Uber Eats and nothing okay. else at this point. You you mentioned that as far as uh, where you said you might try it or something, just maybe if nothing else for the podcast. You ever find yourself taking deliveries? Mm. Um, maybe just because you probably wouldn't normally take it, but you think there might be something in this or something that you want to talk about. That is a great question. And the answer is absolutely yes. Uh, there was an order um, that I talked about on a previous episode where I got notes from the gentleman who said, can you please deliver this? Um, it was a girl he was trying to get back. And he was like, can you can you deliver this to where she worked? It's a surprise. I got to her office uh, or where she works. It wasn't an office, but it, where she worked. And they're like, yeah, she's not here today. So I called him back. I said, um, you know, she's not here. And he's like, uh, okay, just drop it off. I was like, are you okay if you if you drove over to her apartment complex, which is a couple miles away? I was like, sure, it's good for the story. It's good for the podcast. Let's do it. And then away we went. And I just drove another four miles. He gave a great tip. We I dropped off the food, got his number, and then he gave me an update on how their relationship's going. So I was like, maybe normally if I was just trying to go out there and go to the next order, I would not have been so um, into this. But I was like, you know what? This is going to make for a good podcast story. Let's do it. I, I did this this last weekend that Grubhub threw this thing out that said, hey, if you uh, if you accept 100% of your orders, or it's 95%, which is essentially for one night is 100%, right. you know, we'll give you $4 extra per delivery. And I know what a disaster it is usually to take every order with Grubhub, but it was just one of those, yeah, but I could write about this. And <laughs> so, okay, I'm game. <laughs> and it's... Uh, I, to I totally get that. I mean, if you, and the more you've done now, you kind of have an idea like, okay, is this going to create content? Is this going to be interesting? Uh, or is this something I've seen a million times not worth it? But you're, you know, your spidey sense goes up. You're like, all right, there might be something here. So I completely and understand that perspective and I go with it. So I get it. And sometimes it's just about the experience anyway. You know? mm -hmm. I had one time I took one that, you know, and one of the big differences with Grubhub and DoorDash are they give you the total amount ahead of time. Now, mm. gosh, up until a few months ago, you didn't even have any idea about the amount with uh, Uber Eats. And they finally started throwing that in. But, you know, with those two, they just tell you the total amount. So you know what you're getting paid. And I picked up one that it was like, it was $3. And it was like, well, no. And I don't even know why I took it. Ended up dropping off to it was a it was a room in a therapy hospital or something like that. And this guy, he was celebrating because it was his first time he'd had like brain damage. His mom told me about it. She ordered. She probably had no idea about how this works or about tipping or anything like that. But she was just so excited because she was able to order food for him for the first time after he had got into a bike accident or something like that. And it's that kind of stuff that it's like okay, I, I think I'm okay not getting a tip on that one, just being able to experience it, you know? 
Yeah, yeah, I totally understand that. And, and and to play off that, you know, just the unique and interesting people that you get to meet and you get to get involved oh, yeah. with and the stories you hear from people and the human side of things. And uh, like you just mentioned, is, is, is something I never really thought of when I got into doing Uber Eats and delivery, but has been a, a pleasant surprise in some of the uh, like the fun friendships that have made even with with people um, more so like at restaurants and you see the same, uh, see the same owners um, and that you're able to uh, go in there and they say, Hey, and they trust you and you trust them and you, and you build a relationship off that was something I, you know, never really thought of. Uh, mm-hmm. But now doing it, it's like, I, I, I don't know how I could be without that. Yeah. How do you feel with that? When you go into the restaurant, like you said, with the owners and you build a good relationship with them, but then you watch some of the ways that other drivers act. I mean, there's some that's like, man, there's a huge chip on their shoulder or something like that. And uh, um, that that is a great question. Um, I, that's a great question. And it's, it's, it's interesting because you'll go into places and you'll see guys be jerks and you'll see them. You'll see them treating other people uh, poorly. And like sometimes I'll see guys running in and they're they're on their cell phone and they just, you know, they'll just shove the phone in front of someone's face like here's the order. And there's no human relationship and back and forth, especially like this time uh, of what we're going through right now. Yeah. You, you need to make sure that people are, um, you got to have a little more courtesy and an understanding. Like it's going to be more difficult for the restaurant owner. It's going to be a little more difficult for the driver, but we're all in this together. We need to do things properly, but you're right. You'll see people treating uh, other people like jerks showing off their phone. Hey, here it is. Here it is. Demanding the food and, and then you, then I like, I hate when there's like, uh, that's such a funny question because I'll hate when somebody goes in first and is like that. And then I follow it. So now I'm like, oh, now this guy's the restaurant owner or person there is going to be mad at me when I'm just the second person coming in. I'm sorry. I'm just here for the pickup. Don't get, don't get mad at me because he was a jerk. So I, I feel that. Yeah. But you know, and, and the funny thing is though, that it's like, especially those regulars and, and when you're cool with everybody that's in there and, and you treat them well. I don't know how many times I'm like the last one in and I'm the first one out or something like that. Cause they, they like take care of you, you know? Mm-hmm. No, that's very, that's very true. And they, they see you and they know you and you build a relationship and they want to make sure that they can get that order there first. So, I mean, just like anything else, building relationships, helping your business and helping you smooth along for, you know, the, the, the best deliveries you can do and making sure they go as smooth as possible and as quick as possible. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things like you mentioned about that, just that human interaction. And and I think that's one of the reasons that this is such a good fit for me. It is like you get just enough interaction without too much. You know, you, you get to chat a little bit with some of the folks at the restaurants. And usually it's just kind of a quick exchange. Usually if they got a dog, I'll say something about, Hey, I, I, I get it. That's life with my dogs or something like that. But you know, it's just a few words, but it's like, it's, it's, it's still enough to feel like, okay, you're, you're still kind of like human out there, but then you don't got them in the car the whole time. Like you do with the ride share. <laughs> that might be a little too much for me. I'm not sure. Yeah. I've never, I've never done the, uh, the Uber side of things, just Uber eats on my end too. Yeah. I did. I did taxi like 20 years, 30 years ago. Oh, okay. Gosh, gosh. I'm, 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 I'm betraying my age right there. What would you say if you were to pick one thing that you just really enjoy the most about the delivery, what would you say it is? My answer would be, I like that when I do it, 
my sole focus is on the deliveries and doing the job that in a good way, I sort of forget about all the crap that's going on in my life. And I get so focused and zeroed in on making sure that I can pick up this burrito and take it to said customer and that I figure out the route. And it just kind of puts me at ease and relaxes me. Whenever I felt that I was like in an anxious state, what doing these deliveries, maybe I'm putting on uh, some sports radio I like, listening to another podcast that I enjoy, and I'm just picking up orders, and I it seems to calm me down. And then when I'm done, I look and I go, oh, okay, there's $172 in my account. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah. But more than anything, I, it just, I was surprised with how much it relaxed me. Now, granted, of course, there's going to be times where I'm double parking in places, I'm running out and, you know, there's, there's uh, cars honking behind me, the person's at the door not answering the car and it's a one-way street and I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to figure out how to, how to get them the food and not piss off the person behind me. So I'm not saying like, it's like, oh, oh this is so, I'm at a spa getting a massage with, you know, right. champagne, but it just, it puts me in a good mental place. And I think more than anything, I like that distraction that it gave me and it gives me. And every time I'm usually finished with the day, I, I have a, sem- a sense of accomplishment, um, and I, I really enjoy that. So the, more than anything, just how it kind of puts my mindset in a good spot. Yeah. No, I, I totally understand that. I did, gosh, 20-some years in telecom, and then a couple of years I was a, a business manager for this little nonprofit in the area. But it was like, you get out and do delivery, and, and all of a sudden, I'm like done at the end of the day, and it's like, I can just go home. I don't have to worry about that deadline coming up tomorrow. I don't have to worry about that meeting. I don't have to worry about some boss coming after you on stuff like that. And it's just like, this is sweet. Yeah, that, that's a, that's an excellent point. And I think the dichotomy of what I do with CBS Sports Radio, where it's a nonstop 24-7 kind of job, because in sports, the news cycle doesn't stop. Like, you, right. you got to be on top of sports. you got to have guests ready. Even when your show's over, you're worried about the next day, and you got to get things rolling. And not that that's a bad thing, but there is something to it when, you know, you're done um, and you just, it's over. It's, there's no, um, there's nothing to think about for the next time. You're just, you know, you, you're, you're thinking about how I can improve as a driver. Maybe I could have done this differently, but for the most part, it's, yeah, it's all right. That's over. And I don't have to bring the stress back from the road to the house. And that's, that's a great point. And um, I completely agree with what you said. Yeah. What do you hate the most about it? Anything just really drives you crazy? Um, hmm. I mean, I do get frustrated. I mean, two, two part. When the app is like, the, when the GPS doesn't work and it's, oh, yeah. it's zigzagging you all over the place and, you, and then you're, you're like, it's a little delayed. So you go one way and then it says, now you're going the wrong way. That's frustrating. Uh, I would say, of course I don't like that. Um, you said this earlier in the podcast in this, in this conversation, and I'm still trying to get better at it, but when people don't tip and you feel like you did everything you could, it is, it is mind numbing. Um, like you'll, I delivered in a snowstorm. I went yeah. through the snow. I trekked through it. You couldn't, throw a dollar <laughs> like I, 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 it's, it's hard for me to understand that mindset I am trying to do a better job and just understanding that there will be times where they're just, it's just it's not you it's the person and it is what it is and then also something that's kind of frustrating is I have I'm not 
I have a pretty good rating. It's like 98%, but there's a couple thumbs down. And maybe there, maybe you could help and there's an answer to this. I'd love to know what happened that I got oh. a negative response. Like, was the food missing and there was some in the container and there was really something I could not have done? Did I say something? I mean, did I do something wrong without knowing it? I'd love more feedback on why there's some thumbs down because I don't ever think minus a long wait. I don't think I've done any, you know, I don't, I'm not out there. I don't think I'm insulting people or doing anything like that. No. So I, I'd love to know why the thumbs down. I'd be very curious. Yeah, that's a mystery, man. That is such a mystery because I've had that, gosh, you know, and, and I went from within a couple of days, I'd gotten up to a hundred percent. I thought, this is awesome. And all of a sudden I take a look at them at 96. Like, how, how the hell did that happen? You know, and, and I have no idea. And, and it's, I think the problem with the ratings is it's worse actually on DoorDash is there are so many things you get rated on that are totally out of your control. You know, if, if the restaurant screwed up the order, I'm not one of those people that's going to go rifle through the order to check everything. Um, some of that is time, but some of that is I don't want somebody else digging through my food. So I'm, I'm not going to do that. And I just, totally. you know, I'll, I'll check. Uh, I'll, I'll check with the restaurant folks. I say, okay, well, we got this and this. Oh, yep, yep, yep. It's all there. Okay, I take them at their word. And if that's not there, if they're or they cook something wrong, and sometimes they'll rate the delivery based on that. Or maybe you got the order, you got, you know, things are just super busy with Uber Eats. So by the time you got the order, it's already late. And, and you're busting your butt doing everything you can, but you can't control that part that it's already late before you get there, you know? So it's some of that stuff that you just, you know, it's, it's that, uh, you know, worry about the things you can control. And, and, uh, that's, that's a hard one for me. Cause there's times I'm the same way. I'm like, I, I don't know what I could have done differently. And, uh, I just have to remind myself it's them, you know, it's them, not me. Yeah. I mean, you like, you, I, I, you bring up a good point. You'll go to a restaurant and there'll be times where the bag's sitting there and you go to get it. And you're, you're relieved because you're like, okay, good. I don't have to wait. The food's here. I can get right, up and go, right, but right. maybe that bag of food has been sitting there for 35 minutes and you're, you know, unfortunately the person picking it up, but now you're in a bad spot because they're hungry, they're angry and they're going, yeah. where's this food been? And and you're just, here you go. You know, like, or I know. you've been there for two minutes. You just, it's one of those mysteries of how long has that bag been there? I wish you, I, I wish I could know, but you know, it, it, it is what it is in that department. It's kind of like sometimes you pick up, uh, especially with a pizza place or something like that, you pick it up and you grab, yeah, you grab it. And right away, you know, man, this is cold. This is not going to go well. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. I was talking with my family the other day and uh, I think my brother asked me, he goes, Hey, what's the craziest thing that's happened to you? And I just drew a total blank. You know, I don't know if it's just if it's my age catching up with me. Maybe it's just kind of being more in the moment or something like that. And and there's times that I think maybe yeah, I, I ought to start writing some stuff down or something like that so I can go back and tell the story. Kind of like way back when I drove a cab, and there are all sorts of crazy things that happened, and I'm not sure I could tell you any of them right now. That's one thing that's kind of fun listening to you is you, you do a great job just telling some of the stories out there. And I listen to those and I was like, man, I wish I had thought to do that. <laughs> what would you say? Is there one story that really sticks out in your mind right now 
Um, you told the one already about the guy chasing that down. That was fun to listen to, by the way. Again, any, anything that just really kind of sticks out in your mind is just one of the craziest things you ever saw. Yeah, there was one, and it's kind of like a two-part story. So I live in northern New Jersey, just outside New York City. Probably uh, I do a lot of orders anywhere from 3 to 15 miles west of New York City. And this was late in the summer, and I got a pickup that was to go to one of these like you know gourmet bakeries, and I got six giant cookies, like just humongous cookies. And I pick up the order, and the way Uber Eats worked then is it's changed a little bit now. It's it's like the software's gotten a little more sophisticated and helpful for the driver. But at yeah. first, when you picked up an order, you didn't know where you were going. You didn't you had no information. It was basically like you know swipe, pick it up, and let's find out where we're going. Now you have a little more information. So I got the order, picked up the cookies. It was a double order, which which meant I was going to person A first, then person B. Got the order, dropped off the cookies that person A wanted, and then moseyed on to person B to get them their cookies. And it turns out I was dropping off for for a guy, giving him six giant cookies at a hotel room. And I was like, all right, this is kind of strange. A guy in his hotel room just wants six massive cookies. It's like kind of odd, but I get it. You have a cookie craving. It is what it is. So I drive on over and I'm getting to the hotel. And all of a sudden I see New York Giants in the hotel and I'm, and I, and it, it, it clicked in my head. This is the New York giants, um, camp for summer, for summer football. So it's right by where the giants play. And this must be the team hotel. So I then get the order and I'm walking up and there's a six foot seven, 334 pound man coming to me to get his cookies. Oh, I'm like, Oh my God, I'm dropping <laughs> off for a New York giant. This is kind of cool. So I drop him off the cookies and he's going back towards the elevator. He came into the lobby, and this is pre-pandemic, so it's a different world, of course. Yeah. And I'm starting to walk back outside, and I'm starting to Google, because I have his first name, so I want to figure out who it is, and he was decked out on all this Giants apparel. So just as I figure out who it is, it's John Jenkins of the New York Giants. I hear, I hear him in the background yelling at me, Sir, sir, come back, come back, and he runs back towards me, and he goes, You got my cookie order wrong. You got These aren't the cookies I ordered. And I'm explaining to him on the app, it doesn't say the specific type. It just says the number. There was six cookies there. He wanted M&M cookies. I gave oh, him chocolate man. chip cookies. So he was massively disappointed, massively disappointed. So long story short, I then, through my connections with CBS Sports Radio, I emailed the New York Giants PR staff. They get me access to come to practice. So I go to practice uh, a few days later and... I deliver him the right cookies and we sit down and have an interview after Giants practice. And I then find out that they were for his kids. And he was so upset because he knew his kids were going to be in such a bad mood that they got oh, the wrong man. cookies that day. So that became full circle. I got to interview him about the experience and uh, it was kind of cool then to just be like, he said to me after, this is the strangest interview request I've ever had in my career. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, this, this was really cool. I, I, and then it's funny because then you start following these guys. Like I was rooting for him to do well because I yeah. was like, I know him. I want him to have a successful season, which I thought was kind of fun. Yeah. You know, like you said, you, you, you mentioned something in there about being, you know, pre-pandemic. And um, this, this whole coronavirus thing has just changed everything. It's it's the kind of thing that I mean, man, I, I've been so thankful that I've been able to just keep delivering through all this. 
you know, I mean, there, there, there's a lot of people that just totally out of, you know, out of work, out of money, all that stuff. So, you know, you kind of feel fortunate that you're in the middle of something that doesn't get shut off, but I don't know what, what's been your experience, I guess, with the pandemic and how, how, how does that seem different? And, uh, you see things better, you see things, you know, obviously a lot worse, but, uh, you know, talk a little bit about that as far as what that's been for you as delivery person. Yeah, it, it's been a weird, wild roller coaster. And to be completely honest, I ended up getting the virus um, way back when, months ago, months ago. So I stayed off the road for a while um, because one, I had it and I didn't want to share it with anybody. So it took me months before I got back on the road because I wanted to be safe and smart. Um, and then I get back on the road. And I've noticed that the orders are coming in all the time. So typically, like for me, a Sunday would always be the best day because people are ordering, it's pre-pandemic, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You know, there's no rules with Sunday. People are just getting food all the time. And it became, Sundays became every day. People are getting orders left and right. New restaurants have been added. And the other thing was the tips were through the roof people feeling, you know, going out there and giving bigger tips, knowing that you're, you're putting yourself on the line out there, traveling from restaurants to different restaurants to other people's homes. And it's just been insane, the amount of orders and the money. You know, I, I didn't do a lot of it early on, but I, but I heard through a lot of different people that I've become like friendly, different, become friends with different drivers through this podcast and kind of like a little community is the amount of like some guys were making in a day 300 plus dollars in one day. And I mean, you know, like figuring out the math on what that would be. I mean, it was just insane amount of money that you could make in a week. You know, people think, oh, you're a delivery driver. How much money could you make? And it's like some people are making like $2,000 a week, not yeah. every other, uh, not every two weeks, every week making serious money because tips were up and it was nonstop or like wake up in the morning and go to the night that Uber Eats, I now saw put a cap on how many hours in this area you could do a week because I think people were just going like, you know what? I'm going to work hard. I'm going to hustle. I'm going to take it to a new level. They had to say you can't do more than 60 hours in a week because, you know, normally if you were to do like a Monday morning, afternoon, night, eh, there's some deliveries in the evening, but it's not the same now or early on in the pandemic in, in the New Jersey area specifically, Monday at 10 a.m., people needed food. So it was just like, it was nonstop orders and people were, were uh, one of the businesses, I guess, benefiting from it were actually delivery drivers. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. It's, it's been crazy. I mean, I, uh, and, and the beauty of it was no traffic, no parking problems, except for at the, at the customer place because everybody's home. And so yep. you get some of those neighborhoods where, you know, the streets are already packed and now nobody's going into work. So, you get there to deliver and there's nowhere to park at the customer in, but yeah, you pull up and it's like all these restaurants, geez, to never be able to find parking for, and you're pulling right up to the front door. And yeah, I, I was sitting there, you know, I usually get about two to two and a half hour deliveries in an hour's time. And I was getting there. There were times where I was getting between four and five in an hour because there's no traffic. That is beautiful. But it was a, uh, Man, 
No, you know? that, that, that's so true. And, and I didn't bring that up before. It's, it's amazing when you would go out on the road and, you know, normally you're like, ah, oh, this place, I don't know if I want to go to this place. The parking is the worst. Yeah. I have to go walk through this. And now you're just rolling on up, nobody on the road, right to the restaurant because they didn't have people sitting in their restaurant. They're more on top of the order. So you're not waiting. You're rolling in, you're getting the bag, you're moving along and you're right. I mean, it was just, it was, it was crazy how efficient it would be. And then not having to worry about traffic. Uh, it, it was a, a delivery driver's dream. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Now you said that you caught it. Did it really, did it, did it knock you out pretty good or was it kind of so-so or, you know, what was that like? Yeah, no, I, I, um, I had it and I had a really high fever and something I, the first night I, I had it, I, I didn't, well, first of all, I didn't know. And I, I sometimes yeah. get gout on my feet and it's just like the worst pain ever. You, I don't wish gout on my worst enemy. It's awful. And whenever I get gout, I get really bad sweats at night because I'm trying to like get it out of me. Mm-hmm. So the first night I fell asleep uh, and I woke up and I'm like, oh no, I have gout again. I'm sweating. Oh no, this can't be happening. Ugh. And then I was like, the next day happened and I was like, this is still going on. Uh-oh. So went to <laughs> get uh, my, went to the Medi clinic. They did not have the COVID test, but I did get my fever and it was like 102 and I was like, oh boy. And I took the flu test, which came back negative. And at this point, I'm like, this has to be it. And my, but my biggest, my biggest anxiety was I have my pregnant wife with me. So I was like, yeah. oh, no. And then, of course, I gave it to her. And she had more of the breathing issues than I did. That really wasn't a thing for me so much. I had like a funky headache and a high fever temperature. And what's interesting, too, was this is like before more information came out on this. So I had like, there'd be like a little taste, uh, my taste buds weren't as good, but I didn't, I just, I didn't know this was like a thing with COVID where you get it and you can't taste as well. And then like weeks later or months later, yeah, if you get COVID, you can't taste your food. Cause I remember finally feeling a little better and just like plowing, um, chicken fried rice and wonton soup, like plowing it. And I was like, this is good, but it doesn't really taste great. Um, and uh, that that was a big takeaway. But I was, you know, luckily everybody, my wife, me, we're all healthy. We're all feeling great now. Everything's good. But uh, you know, there was the, the the fear of the unknown, and then her with the breathing yeah. stuff was definitely um, anxiety driven. But all is good now. All yeah. is good. No kidding. I yeah, man. I had times, you know, and I know one of those early things that I saw was, you know, one of your best indicators was, you know, if you couldn't hold your breath for very long. And there's times I'm driving, it's like. Oh man, something feels off. Am I getting this? At first, I got to do is I sit there and trying to hold my breath for 10, 15, 20 seconds. And it's like, uh, I get shoot, it. have I got it? <laughs> and I don't, honestly, I don't think I ever came down with it that I know of. But uh, I'm hearing of a lot of people that have caught it that had no idea or something like that, that, that at least they're getting the antibodies. But it is good to know you got through it okay and everything you kind of feel like superman now when you go out and stuff like that it's kind of like okay i got this i can't get it now i i know you know there there is some of that sense but then at the same time it's like we don't have a lot of information on this who really knows uh, no. so i'm you know still obviously going out and being you know doing everything the right way but it is i mean it is in the back of the of my mind knowing like hey i had it so i do feel a little bit better about that but then i'm like 
oh, God, I don't want to be that guy that they go to. And he's like, you had it twice. And I don't, you know, it's like, oh, who, yeah. who, who really knows? So when definitely when I'm out on the road too, it's, you know, gloves, mask and doing everything, hand sanitizer and, um, you know, doing everything the right way. Cause I always feel weird. Like, I don't want to tell people like, Hey, I had this three months ago and I'm delivering your food. It's like a weird thought that always creeps in my head, even though they would, I might be like the best person to bring that to them because I'm, I've had it and I could actually be the safest driver out there. But, uh, but of course I like, I can't, I can't tell that in the notes. Like, Hey, I'm yeah. coming with your food. Just want you to know I had this three months ago. Like you can't put that in there. No, you no. put that in the notes. <laughs> not, not, not a good way to encourage more tips either. Probably. No, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. Well, Mike, I appreciate just all your time here and everything like that. And it's kind of like, okay, it could be a whole lot more things I could ask and different stories, sure. stuff like that. And, uh, don't want to go too long here on the episode, I guess, but kind of parting, parting words or anything, any, any last piece of advice you would offer to anybody that is out there doing delivery right now? What, what, what's one thing you would tell somebody to do if they're thinking about doing this? I would say the most important thing is just to smile. Like I know it sounds kind of silly, but when you see a person and now there's a lot of like contactless delivery, but when you see a customer, when you see someone at your, at that business, just, just smile and be nice. And I think that goes a long way with anything. Like I know when someone delivers food to me and they're just like in a good mood, even if you have to fake it for that one minute, I think it goes a long way if you're doing deliveries and then enjoy the moment and just kind of like just understand that you are doing a good for people and you're helping people and you're getting food especially this this time of of um that we're living in how important it is for delivery drivers so just know that you're helping somebody out and just just have fun with it and and just know that like who who knows what stories are coming have a game with it try to beat your income from the day before and uh, just have a blast. And, and I've enjoyed being on this episode. It's fun talking with other drivers because there's definitely yeah. like a sense and understanding of uh, something that, you know, we, you and I have gone through and deliveries and just the little, little, little situations that happen that maybe not other people could understand. So uh, it's been really fun hopping on with you and, and talking about these stories. And I, I love re- reliving and sharing some of the moments I've had on the road. So Uh, it's fun. It's It's been a lot of fun. I had a quick question for you because you talked about smile. You ever felt like your smile was wasted because you got this stupid mask on? (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's a good point. That's a really good point. And, um, I actually, it's such that's funny. I did, um, not a delivery, but yet last night, my wife and I, for, for the month of um, July, we're trying seafood from different Uber Eats uh, uh, chain restaurants. So yesterday, we got the popcorn shrimp from Popeyes in Montclair, New Jersey. And I do a lot of Popeyes orders. And they're always good in places except this one location, never on time. So I could tell there was the woman next to me was getting really frustrated that her order wasn't coming up but she's in a mask. So like you, you can kind of read her eye, eyes <laughs> and you can tell that she's given a frown and that she wants to like communicate with you. Oh, this is awful. And like you're, you know, you're commiserating with the annoyance of the experience of waiting for your food, but then the mask's there. So I'm like, is she upset? 
maybe I'm upset. I just want to double check. So you're so right. You got, I guess you got to give a really big smile and you can't take the mask off to show it. So post pandemic, you know, maybe a, a smile with a little uh, eye nod to, uh, yeah. to help it out. Well, and I've noticed that though, sometimes too, you know, you smile at somebody and you just kind of see the corner of their eyes turn up or something like that. So you think that they smiled back. So maybe they recognized it, dude, you were, you were so brave. And guys, one, one thing that is fun listening about Mike's uh, podcast is he and his wife will try out different foods. And there this last month, he did Taco Bell. And I thought, you got to be nuts. <laughs> it's funny. It was the first time I ever had taught. Well, I had it a little bit before, but never like I had the chicken quesadillas a few times or steak quesadillas, but I didn't really understand the menu. First time I had Taco Bell and we did five weeks of it. It was disgusting. It was the worst thing I ever had. By the fifth week, I was like, this isn't so bad. And then you start craving it. It's bizarre. It's awful. It's disgusting. <laughs> but by the end of this experience, my wife and I looked at each other yesterday and goes, kind of want Taco Bell. I am like, I know. It's horrible. <laughs> but why do I want this? I don't know what they're doing, but they're, they're geniuses over there at Taco Bell. They really are. There, there was a poll not that long ago that Taco Bell was voted the best Mexican restaurant in the United States. I think that said everything you need to know about this country. <laughs> oh, my God. No. Mike, thanks so much for coming on. It has been a blast. And, uh, folks, you got to go check out Mike Delivers. Um, well, Courier Nation, I hope you enjoyed that as much as I enjoyed doing the recording. Uh, thank you to uh, Mike Biseglia from Mike Delivers Podcast for joining us today. And... Uh, a little bit of a cameo appearance, if you heard him there in the beginning, with Molly and Kuma, who are my two black laps. Every once in a while, they kind of like to make themselves known here. But folks, one thing that comes to mind here real quick when, when listening to Mike, and uh, you get a lot of ups and downs with the delivery, and, and there are some things that can be frustrating, a lot of things that you can enjoy and, and really enjoy the heck out of. And I think in the end, it says something about everything that we do in that you've got a choice, you know, which ones are you going to choose to focus on? I think you can really enjoy the heck out of doing this delivery work and all of the interactions. And I think you can really dread it. And sometimes it's really up to us. And in fact, as, as I wrap up here today, I think the bottom line comes down to, I think there's a lot of things that are really up to us. You know, Mike talked about, you know, how can I do better? You know, thinking about, you know, challenging himself at one point about how I, how can I, you know, maybe make a little bit more or something like that. And that really is, I think, kind of the mindset that is, I, I think, I think it's just so valuable just to say, what can I do? And I think we've got a lot more control over this than, than a lot of times we give ourselves credit for. So that's what I want to encourage you today as we wrap up this uh, episode. Uh, we went a little bit longer, but it was it was fun just because we got to talk quite a bit about uh, all sorts of things. But as I wrap it up, that's the one thing I encourage you is, is to make that choice and take control because you do have control over so many things and especially doing this. So take control and be the boss.